Glennon back to pass. Fires over the middle. Intercepted by the Pitman. Harry the Hitman, I mean the Pitman, has turned over the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is his team leading fourth interception this season. What is up? Welcome to Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. I'm your host for the night, Gabe Henderson, alongside Vikings.com audio producer and my co-host, Mr. Chris Corso. Tonight, we get you guys up to speed with everything you need to know from inside the TCO Performance Center from our vantage point, and it is week number 14, the Fox game of the week, Vikings versus Buccaneers, Vikings runners of two straight. The Buccaneers have lost three out of their last four. And the Vikings are headed down to Tampa Bay, home of Super Bowl 55 at Raymond James Stadium with one mission in mind, win, win a game, win a game, win another game after that, and just keep winning. But starting off with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, this is a tall task for this Minnesota Vikings team. This is the 56th matchup between these two teams, and the Vikings are 33-22 and against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so... You can listen to that game right here on KFAN Sunday at 12 p.m. Voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen will be calling that game alongside Pete Bursich, Ben Lieber, and Greg Coleman. Moving on to today, though, we got a jam-packed show. We hear the best podium sounds of the week. Vikings.com staff writer Lindsey Young stops by. And our special guest of the night is Mr. Ed Harris. But before we get to all of that, we start the show the way we always do, with the best thing we saw this week. And Mr. Corso, I'm going to let you take it away from here. I'm going to throw us for a spin this week and give us the best thing I saw this week, but also the worst thing I saw this week. So let's start with the good news, and that's the fact that the Vikings are right now in the bubble for the playoffs. I mean, what's better than that? After starting out the season 1-5, and five, we are now 6-6, six and six, the seven seed in the playoffs with a matchup that can really catapult us, Gabe, into a safe spot in the playoffs we are 6-6, six and six. the Buccaneers are 7-5, and five. a win would give us the tiebreaker with Tom Brady and the Bucks, and obviously we'd be right there um, with those Seattle Seahawks who are now 8-4, and four. they're getting a little cold, they lost a game to the, to the uh, New York Giants last week, so I mean things can really shape up for the Vikings here, I mean I can see us being the 5 seed, you never know man. A six or seven seed is more realistic for us, especially with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being at six. If we beat those guys this upcoming Sunday, we're we're a lock at the six seed because we have the the tiebreaker over the Arizona Cardinals and I guess the Buccaneers at this point also. So it, it'll be interesting, man, how how, the, how this all shakes up. We have to take care of business, and that starts with this week. I mean, you got a, a guy named Tom Brady who is coming off a of bye week. He is thirteen and four in his career coming off a of bye weeks and. This team, this this Mike Zimmer led team hasn't been good when playing teams against a bye week. When you think when you think of a a game that stands out, it's the Cowboys, right? You know they were coming off a bye week. We lose to those guys in a a tough battle in which we should have won. But th- this playoff picture, man, is it, going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Rounding out the playoff picture for as I stand my good topic here, the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> lost last week. They are six and six and take on the New York Giants, who are really trying to win that NFC East. Going down a little bit further, obviously the Lions and the Bears, both 5-7, and seven, and the 49ers and the Washington football team playing each other. So that's kind of what we're looking at with teams on the bubble. So now to my bad news, Gabe. You kind of talked about how good Tom Brady has been coming out of a bye week. He's also been pretty good when playing the Vikings in his career. 
Five career matchups against the Vikings. He is 5-0 and against the Vikings. Ten career touchdowns in those games. Only two interceptions. Uh, a, a passer rating of 108. He has been absolutely dynamite uh, playing the Vikings. And I can just think back to 2018 when we had... When we headed over there to New England and, and took a tough L um, to Tom Brady, 24-10, to which the offense just never got going. So uh, it's not looking good from a Tom Brady career standpoint. The good news, though, Gabe, is he is not the Tom Brady that he once was. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's going to be key this week in trying to stop a guy like Tom Brady who has, in his career, picked on a lot of young corners. I think these young corners are ready for the challenge. I spoke to Cameron Dantzler earlier this week, and he, he he's excited to play Tom Brady. He was three years old when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. Oh my and th- this is what he had to say when when I asked him, hey, w- what does it mean to play a guy like Tom Brady? You know, it's a blessing you know, to play um, versus a veteran quarterback as Tom Brady, a guy you've been watching you know, growing up all your life. But, you know, when I see him Sunday, you know, uh, I have to forget about, you know, watching him. Well, I'm watching a lot of film on him, so we watch him then. And it's just a, just a blessing to play um, versus Tom Brady. And I look forward to it. Yeah, and I had the opportunity to, to watch practice this week outside, you know. Being a North Carolina kid, walking outside in Minnesota in December to watch practice, I never thought I'd be saying that. But actually watching practice today, it, it was it was exciting to see Cameron Dantzler out there, you know, running around. There's, there's a a different type of juice. We always hear Dalvin Cook say, bring your juice, bring the juice. And there, there's there been a different type of juice at practice this weekend. I'm excited to see what Cameron Dantzler and this young secondary will do. And, you know, we, we'll talk to Ant Harris later in the show, you know, a guy that Cameron Dantzler's really looked up to this year and kind of taken him under his wing. So it, it will be very exciting to see how this young secondary will be able to stop Tom Brady and this loaded Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiving core. Yeah, Gabe, I completely agree. Dantzler had one of his best games of his career, of his young career last week, and learning from guys like Anthony Harris. We'll hear about that later in the show. Uh, but but we've had the opportunity, the, the both of us, to talk to a bunch of members of this Vikings defense. Uh, I talked to Todd Davis on the Minnesota Vikings podcast who stepped in at the linebacker position for Eric Kendricks and had 11 tackles against the Jacksonville Jaguars. These guys know how many weapons that they're going to have to stop in the Tom Brady arsenal. I mean, when Rob Gronkowski with over 500 yards is probably option number five for Tom Brady to throw to, uh, you know that there's a long list of guys that uh, some of these young cornerbacks like Dancer is going to have to step up. Antonio Brown, Cameron Brait, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, I can go down the list, Gabe. So I think the head coach is going to have to dial up some sort of X's and O's coverage uh, to, to stop these guys. Yeah, you talk about the head coach. He was asked that question today when he addressed the media, and here's what he had to say. All right, big challenge this week. Uh, you know, Tampa's got a lot of really, really good players, very well coached. Um, you know, obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback, very good offensive line. Their defensive front's very solid. Linebackers that uh, can really run, um, do a great job with their blitzes and, and uh, configurations that way. So it'll be a big challenge for us. Um, you know, we have to start off fast. We've got to play better in the third quarter than we played last couple weeks and, and uh, go make some plays. With filling in for Kendricks, is it is it more important to replace the tangibles or the intangibles they bring to the team? Well, with Eric, it's a little you know he's got a lot of both, but um, 
you know, we just want these guys to go in there and play well and be themselves. You know, the, some of them, you know, they're not Eric Hendricks yet, but, you know, when he, when Eric was young, he wasn't himself either that he is now. So, you know, that's what these guys got to do. You know, uh, Troy Dye, he's got to go in there and, and play well. And, and uh, Todd Davis and, and Eric Wilson, uh, you know, those guys have done a nice job. Um, so... You know, they're, they're good football players. They're not Kendricks, but that's okay. Moving on to the injury report, there is a lengthy list of Vikings on the injury report, but there is some good news and some bad news. And, Corso, I'm going to just let you take it away with what Vikings fans should expect this Sunday from the team in purple. Let's start with the good news like I did earlier in the show. Uh, DJ Wanham was a full participant in practice on Friday and is expected to play in this one with that ankle and back injury. We missed him greatly last week for the Vikings pass rush. And then Irv Smith Jr., also good news. After not practicing on Wednesday and missing the past few games um, with that back injury, he was limited for the rest of the week. He'll be questionable in this game, so it would be huge if the Vikings could have him back on the field um, as it looks like Kyle Rudolph is doubtful with a foot injury. He didn't practice all week, as well as Eric Kendricks and Alexander Madison not practicing this week. Them two are out for this game. Um, so that, that kind of rounds out the injury report. And, and there's some good and bad news, as you said, Gabe. I think the the more players you have against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, the better. And this Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury report, they look pretty healthy. Um, from top to bottom, we saw Rob Gronkowski on it earlier this week. Mike Evans was on it earlier this week, but they both practiced today. I think the only one that probably stands out was Jamel Dean. He's dealing with a growing injury, but he is a game-time decision. So that will be worth noting right there to see if Jamel Dean plays because he he has a tall task facing a guy like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson when he's matched up against them this week. But we got to get a win. It's going to be 79 degrees in Tampa, Florida this weekend at Raymond James Stadium, and the Vikings are in must-win mode at this point going forward. And we know Bruce Arians. I don't think he really respects this this Vikings team. Earlier this week in his press conference, he says, we can't overlook this Vikings team. And with their remaining schedule with the Atlanta Falcons and the Detroit Lions, you got to think for them, this is probably going to be the toughest matchup they, they have all year. So I think for the team in purple, you have to make the most of this moment and enjoy the weather down there and get ready for what might be in the future for the Vikings playing at Super Bowl 55 if they make it that far. But you got it. Like I said before, it starts this upcoming Sunday and Vikings got to take care of business. Pilot Games has teamed up with the Minnesota Vikings to create the all new Vikings Victory electronic pull tab game. Pilot Games is the largest charitable giving provider in the state. And when you play Vikings Victory, your community wins. Play Vikings Victory today anywhere Pilot's electronic pull tabs are offered. Hey, Vikings fans, this football season, make Pepsi your go-to game day drink because it's the only drink for football watching. Pepsi, that's what I like. Sacks for Apps is back for the 2020 season, and if the Vikings record two or more sacks in a game, fans can receive a free appetizer at Buffalo Wild Wings with a $20 purchase. Visit vikings.com slash BWW for details. Yo, welcome back to Vikings Vantage, presented by Pepsi. Gabe Henderson here alongside Chris Corso and our guest of the night, Mr. Ant Harris. Ant, how's it going, man? I'm doing well. Good, good. So I, I got to bring this up. Last year at this time, going into week 14, you were leading the team in interceptions. This year, you were third on the team in tackles. 
what's changed about your role this year, man? Because it, it still seems like you're making plays. Yeah, I'm just trying to go out there and, you know, impact the game anywhere I can. Um, you know, this year we're just trying to do what we have to do as a team to be successful. Um, and I've just been trying to stay patient uh, as an individual player, not really chase interceptions, just let plays come um, and, and whatever plays there to be made, um, make those plays. But the other guys around me are doing a great job. Uh, we've got two linebackers right now with Eric and E. Will. Um, I believe they have three interceptions apiece. They're all doing well, and I'm just sitting here waiting my turn. <laughs> That's 10 interceptions between the three of them. That's crazy. It's insane. This is this year's like totally different for you. Like, obviously, the, the guys around you are different. The guard has changed on this Vikings defense. So, what has been the biggest difference uh, for yourself uh, and your role on this defense? Like, what's the biggest difference playing with all these new guys? I would say, you know, week to week and early on in the season is just working with different faces, um, particularly outside the corner position. Having a rotation there um, has been, you know, just an adjustment, being more vocal, um, and, and ultimately just, you know, kind of being like a little guardian angel, making sure everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, we're doing some different stuff in coverage and it's been working well for us. So it's just all about, you know, trying to be a leader in terms of making sure everybody's in the right spot and then leading by example with my play as well. I had the opportunity to talk to Cam Dancer earlier this week and he was, you know, we're talking about what does trust your eyes mean, you know, and he gave me a couple examples of, you know, basically beginning of the season leading into now Uh, last week had his first interception and, you know, how he trusted his eyes. He didn't take any credit for it. He credits Harrison Smith, but more importantly, yourself and Harris for, you know, your leadership and helping him grow under this new defense for him. So how has he grown under your leadership? Yeah, we just try to do a good job of communicating each week, um, you know, the details of the coverage. He's doing a good job of picking up that. I believe he, he knows he has the ability and he's shown it. So for him, it's just all about, you know, continuing to learn defense and then learning how other teams want to attack us. So. Now he's able to pit that all together. Um, he's able to, you know, go out there and take the preparation, whether it's detailed with technique, what we're seeing on film, and he's able to apply it. So when he sees a route, he's able to pit the bigger picture together with the concepts, know his responsibility, and it allows him to play more fast and more confident. So he's attacking the ball, um, breaking up passes, was able to get her interception, and then even, you know, getting in, Right when the ball is getting there and ripping the ball out for a fumble, um, he's playing a lot faster. You talk about, you know, letting him grow. So what's the balance of, you know, coaching him in the moment, but letting him grow also and learn from his mistakes? Yeah, I think, you know, when guys do a good job, it's important to let them know, um, you know, that they're doing a good job. And also it's important to remind them that, you know, they're in the NFL um, and the guys that they're facing are talented. So you want to try to contest every catch, but there are going to be some situations where, you know, they're going to have routes that put a strain on you and it may be very difficult to make that play. But you got to just go out, contest it as best you can um, and make the plays that are there for you to be made when they're there. You might not have Eric Kendricks in the middle of this defense heading into this game. Obviously, he hasn't practiced yet this week. How do you prepare for that? Like, obviously, it got thrown at you guys right away um, before the game on Sunday, but but now you're you're kind of preparing for both scenarios. So how do you prepare to do that uh, without Eric Kendricks in the middle? I think the first thing you do is, you know, you just start to settle in with, you know, the possibility of him not being there. So once that register is just all about, you know, what do we have to do to be successful? Just in general with injuries, um, players going down and carrying the mentality of next man up. So 
you know, you obviously look around the locker room, you know, you have a lot of talent there. It's hard to replace um, a guy that caliber, but at the same time, you know, you have a lot of talent on your team and you just look for other guys to embrace the moment, to step up in terms of whoever may be stepping in. And also, you know, other guys to step up and perform well as well to kind of carry the weight and carry the burden. We'll get you out of here with this. Staying on on top of, of Eric Kendricks, he was recently nominated for the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And, you know, it's, it's given to players who excel both on and off the field. You've been close to Eric when it's come to things off the field, social justice committee, uh, being in the community. What I know I know this award means a lot to him, but I want to talk to you as somebody that, that's seen the work that he's done in the community. What does this award for him mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I think it means a lot. I think it says a lot about, you know, the individual. Um, it says a lot about Eric, his ability to balance out the two, um, his ability to handle and exceed at the high level that he's doing on the field, and then his his ability also to, you know, be passionate, be very considerate and thoughtful of others as well, um, and not just individuals that he know, um, but just about in his community, whether that's here in Minnesota, back home in California, or wherever all over the world. He just wants to be there to help people um, and be supportive. So uh, for him to do that, um, I, I talk to him all the time about, you know, individuals really looking up to him, um, how he's doing a great job. of setting an example of what it's like to be a professional, not just in terms of, you know, a performance on the field, but um, how you can give back to others, set a good example and bring people together all over the world. And that's what it's all about. And I appreciate your time today, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, moving along to our writer's wrap-up, Vikings.com staff writer, Lindsey Young is here. And Lindsey, we literally just got done talking to Ant Harris about Eric Kendricks being named Walter Payton Man of the Year. And you were at that press conference a couple of days ago. So what what were some things that stood out to you, you know, some of the initiatives that he's been a part of this year that, that helped him get nominated for that award? First of all, I'm just super excited that he is the Vikings nominee for Man of the Year. I mean, it's super well-deserved. Um, I can honestly say like since I you know joined the team at the end of the 2015 season I've just been super impressed and encouraged by Eric and like how authentic he is and how genuine he is and wanting to give back and make a difference and honestly like he's inspired me to get a little bit involved more with a couple of the organizations that he's helped with which is awesome I loved like hearing him get to talk about it the other day on the press conference like you mentioned I think the thing that stuck out to me a just about that event um, is that he had representatives from the causes that he's passionate about all square and every meal. And he wanted to let them talk. Like he didn't want the presser to be about himself, which I felt like was just a perfect reflection of like why he's nominated for this award. Like he's always been very involved, like with making appearances and um, going and volunteering or giving financially. But I think this year he's had a little bit louder of a voice, um, especially since the murder of George Floyd um, and some of the racial injustices that have been really prevalent this year. He's, he's really like taken a stand against those things vocally, which has been cool to see. Speaking of the initiatives you cover, uh, Lindsay, one of the biggest things in the past few weeks is the My Cause, My Cleats. And obviously we saw during that Jacksonville game all of the awesome initiatives that these guys are 
are supporting and what were some of the cleats and initiatives that really stood out to you um, covering some of the stories of, of the Vikings players? My Cause My Cleats is one of my favorite initiatives every season, just because like you said, Chris, everybody kind of has a, like a personal connection to some type of cause or initiative or organization. You know, some of the players have their personal foundations like Raise the Bar or the Thielen Foundation, which are doing awesome things. Um, I think for me, you know, I know we just talked about Eric Kendricks um, and obviously, unfortunately, he wasn't able to play in that game, but he did have the the custom design cleats for All Square, um, which were really cool cool visually with like the grilled cheese sandwich um, on them and stuff like that, but just raises awareness for an organization in the Twin Cities that's really doing awesome work um, in the community. One of the ones that was really um, near to my heart as well, and I got to to write a story about it, was Alexander Madison. Um, his cleats were really raising awareness um, for suicide prevention and for mental health, and I think that that's such a big one especially right now during the pandemic, um, during economic problems. Um, So what Alexander has actually done is that he has kind of his own brand called I Am Gifted, and he's using that to raise awareness for suicide prevention. And his plan is to eventually kind of once this takes off a little bit more to be able to put some of those proceeds to these organizations that raise awareness um, and work to preserve people's mental health. And so, you know, for me, I've lost people in my life to suicide. And so it's a topic that is near to my heart. And so that one was really cool um, for me to see. That was one that that kind of stuck out to me. I love my cause, my cleats, because it allows players to think of something other than themselves. And I think the only way we transition from my cause, my cleats to this upcoming game against the Buccaneers is that the Buccaneers will be celebrating my cause, my cleats and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the sixth seed at seven and five. C- could you explain to fans this this playoff push and, and what these last few games mean uh, for this Vikings team? Well, I think the thing that's so important to remember, and I feel like it's cliche, but what matters the most is kind of when you peak, right? And if you're playing your best football in December, um, because we've seen, you know, like Chicago started out super hot and now has kind of hit a slump of their own um, versus the Vikings having a really tough one and five start and now kind of like clawing their way back um, into possible contention. And um, last week when the Cardinals um, lost to the Rams. We have the same record now, but I think it's um, based on, you know, common opponents. We kind of have the upper hand on that. So we were able to slip into the seventh seed, but it's like ESPN does their, you know, like percentages of, of being in the playoffs when the season ends. And I think the Vikings are at like 19 point something percent. Um, this game coming up on Sunday will be huge. Um, and I'm really excited to see just kind of the tone that it sets for the final three games. Two big time teams looking for playoff hopes. And you can listen to that game right here on KFAN 100.3. The Vikings Radio Network pregame show will start at 10 a.m. with voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen and Pete for Lindsay Young, Chris Corso, and Ant Harris, I'm Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. Pepsi, that's what I like. <laughs>